I'm I'm not going to explore this. How about that? What if everything you know is actually a psyop? You know, I'm like 12. It's like, it's time to go on the power tower with my dad. And just like, I have a special place in my, my heart for uh, ogres, loudmouth ogres, I guess. So maybe we should just turn the computers off for a little bit. Folks, what we need to do is turn everything except this podcast off just for a little bit. Start going to the local bar or your library or go to the library and then the bar. The librarians are friendly. Total paranoia is total awareness. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, here we go. Woo. Welcome to Let's Explore This, your weekly variety podcast. Uh, I'm here with Adam. Hello. And as you all know, I am Sam. Um, you guys had a good episode last week. I uh, I kind of want to. I never. I have. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I kind of want to watch it. Oh, R R R. Yeah, definitely. Great, great film. Yeah. It sounds like it. it sounds like, like it kicks ass. Yeah, it's. I think it's a family movie generally. I mean, there's some violent parts, but. I mean, because that's a that's a Bollywood movie, right? Uh, Tollywood. I don't know what that means, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna lay it on the line that I don't know what that means. I, I think I'm, it's in a different language, though. Because I think I'm, even the one we saw on Netflix, it wasn't in the original language, even though it was still in like Hindi. Interesting. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a dialect of Hindi or something, but I, I'm gonna be ignorant to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> investigate my claims here. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to be just ignorant. I'm, I'm not gonna explore this. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much exploring for one day. So yeah, it sounds interesting. And, and as Americans, we're conditioned towards uh, violent cinema. So yeah. I think it'd be it'll be fine. Yeah. It was a perfect fit. But like it was better than most Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. You can just take that back. No. Fine. But well, except for T two is a great movie. Yeah, T two. The Terminator movies are great, and Kindergarten Cop. And and <laughs> who's your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> and Jingle All the Way, classic. Yes, it is. So, but everything else, yeah, you're pretty, you're you're, you're right about that. Um, yeah, I think honestly, I think after watching that, I'll be more open to those sort of movies in the future, just because. I've yeah, I've kind of just closed my mind off to the possibility up till now, just where I didn't think I would enjoy them. Foreign cinema. Yeah, I, I mean to be fair, I think a lot of like Bollywood movies have they're like four hours long and they're most of it's dancing and stuff. I don't know. All the times I see clips of movies from India, they just look really badass. Like there's always something like super extreme happening, mm-hmm. and like I remember the fir- one of the first ones I ever see i've seen it was just a clip i have no idea what the movie is or whatever but like the guy like is like swinging around he just fucking swings some shit around and like kills like 400 people with a yo-yo or i don't know it's just like i just remember it being like just the most wild fucking thing ever and i was like god you need to watch some of these movies yeah so what else you been up to um let me think uh Kind of just working, um, just listening to audiobooks and 
podcasts all day. Um, I went to the Faribault Fair yesterday. It was really hot. It, yeah. Or no, it, on Friday, actually. I was going to say, didn't it yeah. storm? Yeah, it, it, it went balls to the walls yesterday. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> scary. Yeah. But, yeah, I rode the Ferris wheel, did some bumper cars, ran into some kids. Nice, um, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went there with my wife's family, and she has a, a younger sister, so. Hence, I, I was uh, compelled to go on rides. <laughs> a- any excuse to get on rides, right, Adam? Uh, not anymore. I I was thinking <laughs> about how often, um, at you know the fair in our hometown, um, like, do you remember the school age care program, SAC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I would do that, um, during the summers for daycare, and they would take us to the fair, and um, you'd be drinking so much pop and eating just the worst food. Well, the best food actually, um. <laughs> But you just get really dehydrated, and then you go on these uh, the orbiter, and you and get just, like brain damage, and just dude, suffer like headaches for like an entire year or so. <laughs> I I got completely fucked up on the orbiter one time, and I when I was a kid, I went on with my dad, and like the force of it like kept pushing my head forward, and then for like an hour after I got off the ride, I couldn't stop like pushing pushing my head forward. Yeah. Yep. I was like, that, what the fuck? That one and the Spaceship 2000. Just like Dude. the... You feel the force of them after. I, I miss, You know what I miss about the Spaceship um, 2000? Or what was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was 2000? The mo- yeah. What I miss most about that is the artwork. It was great. Remember that cool fucking artwork of like all those aliens or whatever? On like a, <laughs> some distant planet? That was kick-ass. Yeah, that was sweet. It's it's the little things that you gotta appreciate. Yeah, yeah like when those things, the door, your that kind of moving door or sliding thing you're you're placing your back on when it slides back, that's like a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, uh, and then like I had a friend who would like go like upside down or like when there's nobody else in there, like you'd like flip upside down or like lay sideways. Yeah. And then I tried to do it, and I fucked myself up because I wasn't really strong. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I like, I just remember I did it and like felt terrible for like a couple days afterwards, like because I was trying to fight gravity too hard. Hardcore. Yeah. I'm looking at I'll... pictures of Starship 2000. <laughs> I think they call it 3000 now, which is lame. No, there's a Starship 4000. What? Yeah, dude. Okay, there's a picture of this one. They're, like all the kids are in here. There's a bunch of kids just like sitting sideways and <laughs> and just being fucking just like obnoxious screwing their back up for the rest <laughs> of their lives yeah it's good to do it yeah good to get it done when you're young so that way you have an excuse the rest of your life i think chris our friend was obsessed with the orbiter, orbiter? i think he i think he made orbiter <laughs> or whatever <laughs> he made some picture that was pretty funny yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always but. used to ride the double Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. I got really uh, when I was really young, I got really scared and had to get off at one time. Me too. Well, I didn't. I, I think I just cried my way through the ride. 
I went with my dad and I didn't want to look like a pussy. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's really funny when you cry your way through it. And then and then there's the zipper and I can't believe like I still see that like is, I'm sure there's multiple zippers but they're all starting to look really old. Yeah. And so I'd always remember like going on it and just like imagining my fucking my uh cart or my cabin or whatever you're in or the cage fucking flinging off as you're yeah. like over yeah. the over the top. Always fun to think about. <laughs> yeah. I was like, here we go. Foo. I'm, but I mean, I never got brain damage from that ride on like Spaceship 2000 or Orbiter. Uh, yeah. I I just remember always getting really. In fact, I can't even go on rides anymore because I get motion sickness too. Yeah. Too hardcore. Yep. Same. I noticed it one time when we went to uh, Valley Fair. Oh. Yeah, another. Uh, so I was also really afraid of the power tower, and just going with my family. You know, I'm like twelve. It's like it's time to go on the power tower with my dad, <laughs> and just like <laughs> being terrified. And you know, you feel <laughs> kind of feel like uh, Isaac being led to the altar to be sacrificed. <laughs> it's 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 the northern Midwestern rite of passage to become a man. You go yeah, to Valley. It really Fair, was. I mean, you go on the power tower. What's well, fun? Yeah, I mean, now it, that ride is actually fun to me, but it's the only one I can really go on. All the roller coasters, I just get motion sickness now. Yeah, and I can't do it. Yep. Disappointing <laughs> to all all the people who want to go, and I'm like, I can't. Well, the mild thing that one also gives you like concuss concussive damage. Yeah. Also, <laughs> so there was like a little stovepipe kind of coming out the side on that one. And for years, there was like a dead crow. Uh, its head was hanging out of it. Just fucking Just like, rotting yeah, away. Yeah, this mummified crow <laughs> on this kid's ride. <laughs> it's actually, uh, it was put there on purpose as an omen. You do kind of have to wonder. I mean, it's not like they could have gotten a power hose out and knocked it off. Yeah, they're too cheap. So what's uh, what's the latest uh, conspiracies you read? Um. Well, I'm reading, I'm into two different um, Dave McGowan books right now, but the one I was thinking about yesterday was kind of the the theory that all these rock musicians um, that went out to Los Angeles um, and lived in Laurel Canyon, that they were all part of a military psyop. Like, because a lot of those musicians didn't, they weren't actually like competent at playing music um they were sort of given a free pass because of one there were so many screaming girls being brought to these things that you wouldn't even be able to hear them play really and like um a lot of these girls were brought there to sort of kind of dazzle other audience members like the band the bands were secondary interesting um what if everything you know is actually a psyop? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, because like a lot of the bands listed, you know, are some of my favorites, like The Doors. Um, as everybody knows, Jim Morrison's dad was an admiral um, during the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Um, yeah, um, the guy from Mamas and the Papas, John Phillips, he's also the son of a Navy Intel guy. Could it? 
could it and and hear me out here could it be a coincidence considering uh a lot of people i'm I'm guessing all their fathers were like world war ii veterans yeah yeah that yeah i mean that gives like if there's a way to create any doubt that's probably (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) like everybody was like serving in the military during the second world war in some capacity but it seems like they come from like career military families militarists if you will yeah um but yeah i was thinking about how like the birds who this you know the song uh like mr tambourine man um that was a bob dylan song but basically the birds just ripped off a bunch of uh the songs bob dylan played and just put them to electric guitar yeah i mean like the birds only one of their uh Roger McGuinn, he was the only competent musician in that group. The rest were very subpar. Um, but basically, so there was this group of studio musicians called the Wrecking Crew, and they played bas- basically any hit song from the 60s. Um, <laughs> they were doing all of like the instrument. I've heard somewhere that like all the, like every hit that's out there is derived from like the, like, Oh, what is it? Like the same four beats or something? Yeah. Yep. So it's just really pleasing to the ear. It must be just something like like our brain likes it. Yeah, you know we're what programmed. I mean? You're programmed. Yep. We live <laughs> in the matrix, actually. Yep. And uh I don't know. I'm I'm guessing it's just they, they have it down to a science now with like music mm-hmm. that uh it just just to sell. Like they know that this is gonna be a hit or this is I don't know. It just it's all like it's all in the algorithm now like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's just like they can just crank out shit and like they're some of like the biggest pop stars like i'm not saying all of them but a lot of them don't even write their own songs anymore it's all written i heard there's some swedish guy out there who has written like like a hundred hits (laughs) <laughs> like from like modern pop artists have like mm-hmm. used like his like writing and stuff and just like is that is that dude getting royalties for that <laughs> like he better I hope, be i hope so but like at that point like it just seems like there there's like i said the algorithm is is there now and because we live in the matrix it's just it's just easier to find the right commercial hits yeah i mean there's a documentary you can watch on hulu it's called the wrecking crew and I mean, they basically acknowledge that, you know, they, <laughs> they're the best musician. Any of your favorite um, bands from the 60s, uh, you should really be thanking them instead. Thanking, uh, wait, say that again. The Wrecking Crew is the real band. All the other bands are just... Are fake bands? Yeah. Interesting. I just, I just need more, more stuff like that to prove everything I know is a lie. Yeah. Just so I can feel demoralized in every way possible. Mm-hmm. I've I think there a, was, I think there ahead. was also a, like a film studio owned by like the, I think it was the Navy, but I guess um, Marilyn Monroe and Ronald Reagan worked there, um, during World War Two. Interesting. Yeah, they've created more movies than any Hollywood studio. I mean, a lot of them are from like atomic bomb tests and stuff. So using mm. like all the different cameras that 
were positioned around those types of experiments um my uh fiance and i have been watching a lot of uh alien shit lately extraterrestrial yeah dude i can't get enough of that stuff i Mm -hmm. think it's awesome i eat it up yeah ufos uaps whatever you want to call them now um so we watched that uh project blue book that was on the history channel oh nice like it was about uh professor hynek's work but it was completely they took the they yeah it was (laughs) they turned up the drama and the they just they went kind of wild with that but it was an it was really actually a really entertaining show and it only Mm -hmm. lasted two seasons i'm kind of disappointed they never um redid it 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 had the main character was played by the guy who played uh Littlefinger in game of thrones oh cool yeah what's that irish he's irish yeah uh aiden gillen i think is how you say his name i probably fucked that name but he uh so he plays a professor heineck in project blue book and like i said it's a really entertaining show but like when i'm watching that stuff and like look at our times in like the 50s onward just realizing like how heavily propaganda like how much propaganda was fed to americans Mm -hmm. and you can kind of you can kind of see like why our grandparents and parents kind of think the way they do Mm -hmm. um just from that alone like you know the communist on the fucking corner kind of thing or like just uh, like fed fed all that nonsense but then Mm -hmm. like you get into and like project blue book for people who don't know was an actual it was an actual thing that the air force did from like 1950 something to 1963 i think in which the U.S. Air Force basically collected all the data on UFOs and then tried to explain it in a scientific way, mm-hmm. um, which I think I I wish we had more like transparency and stuff like that. And I wish government, the government would actually do that, because despite me like loving UFOs, UAPs and aliens, and all that stuff, I don't know, like I. I I'm guessing 99% of the sightings that are out there can be easily explained. Yeah. And I would like some kind of like scientists and, and whatnot to, you know, investigate these things and then be publicly transparent about what it was. And I think that's what they tried to do with project blue book. But then people are like, well, they were actually, it was a disinformation campaign for like, they wanted you to believe that aliens are real to like cover up our uh, weapons program and like all our secret aircraft and, I don't know, but like, there's no doubt like the government has like lied, like about pretty much everything mm-hmm. that we know for, for forever. So, what I'm trying to say is I'm hungover and losing my train of thought. But uh, do you think uh, the Tic Tac is faster than Tom Cruise? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Man. No doubt about it. <laughs> Although Tom Cruise is pretty, he can cruise. You know. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but I don't know. Like there, I, I think there, there, there's stuff out there that's completely uh, un, unexplainable. But and that that's what's really fascinating to me. Like it's just, you know, I want to believe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've ever heard this. So I want to. I want to kind of like so- sound off on me. Yeah, there's. Uh, have you ever heard the? the story about um, Dwight Eisenhower and how he met with uh, aliens and signed a treaty in the fifties. I have heard something about that, but I, where did he do this? Like Camp David or something? 
Yeah, or, it was like uh or was it way out west and like Yeah. So Nevada. In 19 in, in 1954 Eisenhower uh interrupted his vacation in Palm Springs to make a secret trip to a nearby Air Force base and apparently it was to meet with extraterrestrials and sign a treaty with them basically saying you're going to let us experiment on your people <laughs> and there's nothing you're going to do about it and he's like I just don't fucking don't like torch us or whatever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this was after, and what people like find compelling uh, was that in 1952. So this was a year after a bunch of flying saucers were spotted over the Washington D.C. Basically, oh, uh, I don't know if you know anything about that, but like they're no, like, I don't. You, um yeah in like 1952 there was like a series of ufo sightings over washington dc like Mm -hmm. a just a shit ton and then uh i don't know they they kind of explained it as like uh i'm gonna look up right now uh, temperature inversions so it was basically like they had an explanation to like what it was but it I don't think anybody was by it. But then, coincidentally, the year after that, Eisenhower was forced to uh, sign a treaty with the aliens. I'm, I'm guessing because they showed their force over Washington. D. Yeah. Because, like, and granted, I like you for, like, the U-2 was, like, a CIA program, basically. Yeah. U-2 yep. spy planes. I, I don't know when those planes were, like, tested, but, like, I know there's, like, some... Um, East Coast, like, military contracting companies. Like, I thought Raytheon is out there. Um, so, coincidentally, there is a Lockheed Martin. Uh, it's in it's in California. It's in Palmdale now, but there's something called Skunk Works. And okay. Skunk Works does all, like, the... They do a bunch of fucking, uh, like, plane design and, like uh aircraft engineering basically okay. they they make new planes and that's actually where the U2 was built with that oh. skunk works so uh i think that might be what you're talking about and th- so i guess the n- next part about this is like what the government what what the claims are is the government subcontracts to like these these private entities so that way mm-hmm. they don't have to be as transparent about what they're doing like this like this isn't this isn't a government thing this is a like that's a it's a private company or whatever. Yeah. So there's allegations that Skunk Works, like, I mean, they they are the ones who did like all the, uh, the U2s and then like all the other planes. Like they have planes that went like fucking super fast and just did all like this crazy stuff. But they think like they're also trying to like reverse engineer, mm-hmm. like, uh, alien spacecraft. Yep. Apparently that we have locked up. So. Yeah, it's it's a place called Skunk Works. It's a real place, and it's run by uh, Lockheed Martin. I would really lo- love to like just kind of learn like the origin story of how like those companies came to power, like Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, um, Boeing. Um, I'm just trying to think of other ones from like the World War II era. I'm guessing that's where they they came from specifically. Yeah. They came out of like World War II. And and Eisenhower, to his credit, 
even though like he did some shitty things too. But like to his credit, like warned people basically saying these guys are gonna take over, <laughs> and yeah. they ki- they kind of did. Like the American War Machine is like the biggest the biggest entity in the United States. Mm-hmm. You can't fight against it. Like it's the only thing that's bipartisan in this country is to make sure that they get a fucking shit ton of money. And that's what Eisenhower said. And I think he saw that starting during the second world war, because there's no doubt about it that these, co- like a lot of these companies made a ton of money and that's taxpayer money. That's paying for these companies. Yeah. So all those like dividends and shit that like Lockheed Martin, Boeing and Raytheon and all them, all that, that, that fucking dividends that they pay like investors and stuff. That's all f- because of your tax dollars. Mm-hmm. You're subsidizing those like more wealthy people getting wealthier, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but specifically when it comes to American, like American war, the American war machine, mm-hmm. it's ex- extremely disgusting. <laughs> Just getting blank checks from the government. Yeah. And it's like, what, what party in this country or Republican or Democrat, which, which one of them is going to say, no, we can't give the Pentagon money this year. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. Yeah. Not a single one of them. Well, Maybe. and yeah, how can how can a politician fight against somebody that's getting paid billions of dollars? Like if you tally up like all of the donations to between like Democrats and Republicans, it's it's like a drop of water compared to how much the military gets. Yeah. Seriously. But I agree with you. Like I think it'd be interesting to go back and see where all these what what came out of the second world war you know what i mean because like yeah. these companies like once we were established as like the global superpower we just all all we could do is like crank out more weapons mm-hmm. and make sure that like, we we stood on top of the world for as long as possible the cold war was was good yeah, good for cold, business yeah cold war was good for business and honestly that's kind of like what what bankrupted like the the Soviet Union and everything too it's mm-hmm. just like think of think of what could have happened if we didn't spend all that money on the military like if each country just like focused on like space and like actually delivering services to like their people yeah what would america look like without <laughs> just being constantly bombarded with propaganda yeah I don't know. I I watched this. I mean, one example is that like I watched this uh, Australian documentary. Oh, we can put it in the show notes or whatever about like this. It's like the average person or whatever in the Soviet Union in like the 1980s. And this lady was like a like a bus driver. And women and men got paid the same. And she... Got four weeks of paid vacation, basically, and worked 40 hours a week. And then there was, like, so, like, people, like, criticized, well, there's no real, like, uh, freedom of movement in the Soviet Union. Like, you had to get, like, internal passport or whatever. Like, you couldn't just, like, up and move or whatever. And it's like, you can't really do that here. And at least, like, and they're like, well, new families had to wait for, like, an apartment. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're a new married couple. You had to live with your parents. Isn't that what's happening here in the U.S.? Yeah. <laughs> and so like and then but then once once you got an apartment it was yours and you paid I don't think they paid more than like 10% of their income on on rent. 
Yeah, I thought I saw something like it was it wasn't 10 percent. it was actually like five or something yeah for the, um, there's a four percent um theory that's been kind of debunked oh i just know that okay i know it's it's it was vastly lower than what what it was in uh the united states obviously especially today mm-hmm. and then uh all other like like healthcare and and other things were provided to people i had heard so there was this one Soviet musician. It wasn't Kino, but it was like a different band. Um, Kino! But I guess he had a job as a night watchman where he would work one day a week for 24 hours in one in one go. And that was enough to, you know, be technically employed and stuff and like mm-hmm. good enough for the Soviet Union. And, and so with the rest of his time, he would just like smoke cigarettes and and play music well yeah i mean i talk about it's just it's it's the concept of of what you think freedom is because like i had an uber driver one time who was from russia Mm -hmm. and uh he was cool dude he he bitched about our corn though he says corn back in russia is better i don't know what that's about but uh, uh um he said that like after he moved to the states like he didn't regret his decision but he said and he was talking back in like the eighties or whatever. He was like basically like in, in Russia, like I spent my evenings playing chess. Mm-hmm. Here I'm driving Uber. So it's just like I don't know what is what does freedom look like? I mean, I understand that and I'm not a big fan of government that is like single party rule and mm-hmm. you know, not not held accountable, basically. There needs to be like I don't like unchecked power. Like, yeah. I, I think unchecked power is bad, but it seemed like, like in the United States too, we're all trying to like push the ball forward and, and be more progressive, but now in the U S we're being regressive. So we're going backwards, yep. but over, like <laughs> over the grand, like the timeline, we're all trying to get better and go forward. And I think the Soviet union had an opportunity to do that. It was just too late for them to make the changes. Yeah, I could go into my my whole uh, love affair with Khrushchev and how. Yeah, honestly, I, Sam, if you want to go off on Khrushchev or go forward, I should say, um, you should do so. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things with the example. It's like because Khrushchev, I guess he was. I have a special place in my my heart for uh, ogres, loudmouth ogres. I guess, but mm-hmm. uh, he his idea. First of all, once after Stalin died and he took power, it was basically just like not so many people need to go to the gulags. We need to stop killing people. So he said mass murder is bad. And this is not a this is not a pro Stalin tanky podcast. Sorry, folks, if that's what you're looking for. Because <laughs> just because the West says Stalin was bad doesn't mean you have to be like, no, actually he wasn't bad. Like, no, he was bad. You can ask old Russian people and they're like, Yeah, Stalin was bad. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They lived in fear. So, like, Khrushchev said, basically, like, we need to stop building cults of personality. You know, I don't have to be the face of socialism. Socialism will speak for itself. It's kind of like what his idea was. But then you had hardliners in the party. says, we need to project more power. You know, they were having the tit for tat with the United States. We had the Cuban Missile Crisis under him, too. Mm-hmm. Him and um, Kennedy. You know, so there was a... The, the back and forth between 
projecting hard power and then what ultimately I think he wanted the show was that basically he wanted a world and so did JFK for if anyone's interested in that like mm-hmm. they both kind of wanted something called uh uh peaceful coexistence mm-hmm. and actually they had floated the ideas of like joint space programs and stuff like you have your system we have our system and ultimately it was rejected in two fronts because they killed JFK the the deep state if you will and yeah, then they they, re, they uh cooed khrushchev and uh made him live in his dacha the rest of his life and his idea was basically it's just like socialism will speak and i said that earlier socialism will speak for itself if if we if we try he had a lot of policy blunders like in agriculture and he and like i said he looked weak to a lot of the hardliners and standing up to like the west or whatever um so ultimately he was forced out like he had a lot of blunders, but I think if he had more time and kind of the idea, I mean, he also did like a violent, um, he did that and where the word tanky comes from is he sent like tanks. I think the Hungary it was during that. Yeah, in 1956. Yeah. So like he, he crushed a revolution in Hungary, you know, and that's where the, the term tanky like comes from basically. And all the tankies hate Khrushchev, even though that's where the name comes from. But like, uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like if both the US and the USSR didn't focus so much money on like weaponry and and feeding that war machine on like I think eventually you would have had a more a better looking socialism than than ultimately was presented. And you got to look at like the progress that they were able to make in in the Soviet Union even after the Second World War. Like from the revolution, they went from like completely um, agricultural, uh, vast majority of people like were like living in poverty or whatever, to what they were by the time it collapsed is nothing short of remarkable. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to recognize that even with the Second World War. Yeah, I mean, I'd heard something like a lot of Americans think like the Soviets were starving and stuff, but actually they we're eating better than people in the U S you know, America has kind of turned a blind eye to kind of the poverty that's existed, especially in inner cities and stuff. Yeah. Or Or even places in the South. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's, there's places in the South that have never known anything other than um, just poverty in general, you Mm -hmm. know, that, and that's still left over from like the days of like uh, slavery and stuff. You you yeah. still have like all that old money and they still have all that old money and everyone yep. else is just poor. And then, yeah, the coal mining, just how those companies would oppress uh, the poor or yeah, even like the railroads, like how much influence they wielded and basically, well, like they crushed like the anarchists and stuff. <laughs> right. Back in like the 1890s and stuff. But like even those people, um, we're working for a better life um, for workers. Yeah. And so I think you can just look at examples in the United States and realize that we're we're fed a heavy dose of bullshit all the time. And it comes from like what we were and then even like what the Soviet Union. I don't think any system thus far that has existed in in, in this world has been perfect by any means. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's a fair, fair way to say things, but I mean, I don't know when I watched that eight, like that documentary about the eighties in the Soviet Union, I'm like, 
what the fuck? They're working 40 hours a week and they get four weeks of vacation? Like, where's that heard of, like, in the fucking U.S.? Like, even now, today. Yeah. Like, you can work part-time and you can, I guess you can work part-time and take, like, a bunch of days off, but those are all unpaid. And then if you do get paid vacation, you start with two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with part-time is you never have a consistent schedule. Yeah. And then people are paying upwards of like, I've heard stories of people paying 60% of their income on housing. Um, I mean. Makes me I, sick. I don't think that's widespread. I think it, on average, people probably spend about a third of their, but still a third of your income on housing is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we don't have free health care unless you, uh, or like me and we're suckered into the fighting for the American war machine. Um, you know, yeah, we're uh, basically serfs of corporations. In yeah. That regard. And that's, that's what we think in the United States. It's like the government can't provide these things. We'll have corporations do it. So it's really a backwards way of thinking. Like, are you really that free? Like, do, do you really have freedom of movement in the United States too? Like, go. I mean, you could, I guess, pack up and move, but that costs a lot of money to do. Like, there's no unless you can get like your like your employer to pay for it like if you get a new job or something you unless you do that it's really hard just to like get up and move and be like i'm i'm moving you know what i mean yeah i mean it does kind of lend credence to the the compound idea like maybe those people <laughs> have discovered something Oh, you're talking about like uh, people who start like their own communes or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that sometimes it's like I'd I'd kind of like see the the boys from Let's Explore This and a couple other of our friends like start our own little commune. Yeah, grow, just get a nice plot of land. We all live and take care of it. Grow our food. Yeah, do you remember when Kevin was like sending pictures of like land <laughs> in northern Minnesota? I I don't remember that, but. Why was that his idea? Yeah, that was, he's like, it's only like eighty thousand dollars for like so many acres. I'm kind of, I'm kind of down for that idea. Honestly, I just don't know how to do any of that shit. I'm not. I was never. I was never a farmer. Yeah, we can. Yeah, get that's a the thing. I don't know what I would even do. We can start a cooperative with the Amish. Put some calluses on your hands. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I used to make fun of those people. But now, more and more, I'm like, I think they got it figured out. Yeah, I think, I mean, there are some sort of, like some of their restrictions on people I don't like, but at the same time, if you can accept them, I guess you're probably happier. Yeah. Um, our commune is going to be an uh, anarchic state. You can come and go as you please and do whatever you want. You just have to contribute a little bit of your time to the better community but only if you want to yeah (laughs) yeah oh like limiting uh your choices can sometimes be freeing yeah because well like let's look at how let's look at streaming like there's so many choices i mean how many times have you spent like two hours basically looking for something to watch and not finding anything or you'll watch like little trailers here and there and be like oh my time's up. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll say it in this one. There's a scene. If you ever seen the movie, the hurt locker mm-hmm. and, uh, there's the end scene where Jeremy Renner's like looking up and down the aisle 
and he just like looks like he's just like there's too many choices and then so he just decides to go back to war or whatever but like yeah (laughs) that's kind of like uh like when you spend time in the military like your everything is subsidized like the only thing you really have to worry about is like your job and so like not having that like because like if you're i don't know you get extra money for housing if you live out in town or you get free housing and you're like stuff like that mm-hmm. and healthcare is free and uh the only thing you really have to worry about is your job and but there's like limited choices of to like especially if like you're like overseas or whatever you have limited choices choices and like what you can do or whatever but it's almost like you said it's almost kind of liberating mm-hmm. in a way like there's sometimes it feels like there's too many choices. Like yeah. we talk about it, like what does capitalism gave us? But like a hundred burgers, <laughs> like a hundred of the same thing, you know, but it's competition. It's different. It's like, there's too many fucking choices. Like that, that I didn't want to tell a story, like my story. Cause like, I, I don't want it to make it like, I'm obviously not pro military anymore. I, mm-hmm. I mean, if I hadn't gone through that experience, I probably wouldn't have the opinions I had today. Cause like I, through that experience, I saw the war machine up close and like somebody was making a lot of money and it wasn't the right people making money basically yeah. is what I'm saying. But, uh, so yeah, I didn't want that to be thought of like what I was saying. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not pro military, but the, there are some, some aspects of camaraderie and the feelings that you get when you're in that I would like to experience again as a society. Yeah. I guess is like the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, people are alienated and, um, there's a lot of lonely people. It's, I mean, every now and then like, or I guess every few months you see like an article about like loneliness and stuff and you know, it's only compounded since like the pandemic and stuff yeah but like people were already alienated from one another um especially with like the advent of like social media and stuff yeah maybe i guess since i haven't quite lived a life without that um probably even further back too it's like we're all lonely in a hate factory because if you look at we were just the other day we were all talking about how we're not really fan or maybe it was just Kevin and I complaining. It's like, it's almost like we're not really fans of uh, other leftists mm-hmm. because they can be really condescending. And, and if you, if you're ignorant to anything, they'll shame you for it. Or, you know, there's no, there's no understanding. And that happens on both sides. Like you can have people who are batshit fucking Trump Trumpsters who just think, all Democrats are fucking stupid. It's a mental mm-hmm. illness. And the, but you, then you got leftists where some of them are generally very smart people, but then they're just like condescending and being like, well, why are you so fucking stupid? Or like they'll say like, buy racist. And like, I didn't even see that what that person even said that we could be construed. And if it is, then you need to explain that to that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just don't shut people off. And I don't know. It's it can be really frustrating, especially on social media. Like 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 I said, we're lonely in a hate factory, and it's like we hate hate each other, even if we're in the same range in ideology. We hate each other. Yeah. Yep. It's it's just bizarre. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> we've kind of 
gone back to like the animal that sees itself in the mirror and like immediately starts attacking it. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking cats hissing at each other. Yeah. I see that like I don't think the world can be explained in simple like any one simple way. You know, every things are complex, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean we're constantly butting up against the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. You got the algorithm fighting you, and then you got your your people on your side fighting you, and then you have uh, the people on the other side fighting you. So you're in a constant fight. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should just turn the computers off for a little bit. Folks, what we need to do is turn everything except this podcast off. Mm-hmm. Just for a little bit. You know, kind of... Yeah, you, you can turn your computer on twice a week. Yeah. Twice a week. And that's that's good enough. I mean, that's basically what I do. But then I just drone out in front of the TV when I yeah. get home from work. Yeah. Start going to the local bar. <laughs> or your library. Go to the library. Or go to the library and then the bar. Yeah. Yep. The librarians are friendly. I Actually, I just got some uh, DVDs from the library. Um, nice, I've been dude. watching the, the Alienist. The first season is about um, boy killers. Um the wealthy are protecting them. Of course they are. Um, and the second season is about uh, infant theft. You know what? You know what you need to do? Now I said it. You need to you need to go to the library first, like you said, to expand your mind and, yep. and, and, and learn. Embrace your paranoia. Yep. <laughs> then total paranoia to, is total awareness. <laughs> go to your then after that, go to your local townie bar and have some conversations with people. Yeah. Talk it out. And realize that they are the same as you are, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not. Yep. Because at the end of the day, what do we all want? We want to have good, fulfilling lives for ourselves and our families and friends. I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't want that, unless they're a fucking psychopath of some sort. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you actually talk to somebody with an opposing view, you'd find yourself nodding your head along with a lot of stuff they say. Yeah, I do that all the time, and they do the same thing with me. Like, I don't openly, I mean, I don't like talking politics outside of this podcast, but, like, mm-hmm. when I when I have opinions with people, and I work with a lot of very conservative people, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, we're all angry at the same people. It's just, you know, like, it's how you go about it and how you deal with it. Um, it's kind of like my understanding of it. It's just, but then if they're older, then you have to deal with those decades of propaganda we were talking about that's been yeah. fed to them. So you're up against that as well. Like I said, you're constantly being bombarded with a fight. Fucking internet. Yeah, I mean, I think people on the left, um, if you talked about like real family values and stuff, you'd find a lot of supposed right-wing people nodding their heads like yeah um <laughs> like a lot of the policies that exist in america are anti-family yeah like vehemently like <laughs> either like through capitalism or even um yeah just being you're unable to provide for your family yeah you can't even like one in five children in the united states are like going going to bed hungry like mm-hmm. we can't feed we can't feed all our children in the US. Yeah. Like if that's what you call star spangled awesome then I don't know what to tell you but like 
I think people want, and that's a thing too. Like you, you tell people that and they want to be like, well, we should do something about that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, everybody's in agreement, I guess you could say with like, w- with the problems we have, it's just, you need to talk, talk it out with people and mm-hmm. stop being, you know, I always said like MSNBC tells you to hate your, your uncle who likes Trump, you know, it's like you shouldn't talk to him anymore. It's just like, ask him why <laughs> just be like, why do you, why do you like Trump so much? And he's going to say something that's like down the line of like, he, he, he probably has felt screwed for so long and nobody's represented him for so long. Yeah. Is that, is that wrong? You know? Yeah, you'll find you, yourself agreeing with your weird uncle. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, like, I'm an advocate. The, yeah, the problems he's identified are actual problems. Um, yeah, we need to turn our ire on the neolibs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you don't, you don't get, you catch more flies. What is it? You catch more flies with honey than vin- or vinegar or whatever yeah, the fucking yep. saying is. Like. If you're just constantly hostile to people, that they're not going to want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. If you're just going to be screech at me, I don't want to talk to you. I don't. If you're going to be a fucking jackass and be like, "Oh, I'm superior in this way," I'm not going to want to talk to you. I don't think anybody would want to talk to you. Just, just we need to exercise more patience and mm-hmm. understanding. As hard and stressful as that can be, it's just we need to. And I, I. This is like a therapy session because, like, I recognize I need to do it too. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is work to be done. We can do it. Or we can work on ourselves too. We actually just project our own uh, faults onto society. That's why we want to fix it because we know in ourselves we are broke. <laughs> I'm really thankful that these pauses get edited out. Editor Brew here. This is about the fifth awkward pause I've had to edit out of this episode. Bye. Say that. Um, Me too. Unless Brew's just going to whip it. Control, alt, delete all the pauses. <laughs> he's gonna. He's actually not going to do anything. He's just going to submit it. We'll have an unedited <laughs> episode. You had any trips planned? Nope. Just uh, focused on the house. Yeah, the house. I got like I got some stuff I got to do around the house. We got to get a tree removed. We have a dead tree in our backyard that. Could you turn uh, it into firewood? Could. Three dollars a bundle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now you're thinking. God, see, that's why you're on here. Help me think like a capitalist. Take this opportunity. Why would I miss out on this opportunity? Or if you um, wait like a couple of years, you can have like bonfires in your community. We'll have a block party. House, I mean, I have the wedding I got to pay for next year, or yep. we were working on paying. That's awesome. That makes me want to cry sometimes. Yeah. Um. But. So yeah. It's. Uh, yep. Um. Yeah. Other than that, like, I don't think there's really much going on. What about mm-hmm. you? Uh. Trying to get one vacation in the summer. Where? So I think we're going to Door County. Oh, nice. Found yeah <laughs> found some spot to to stay you know if, it's really hard to do like i started realizing if you don't plan it out in like february uh 
it's really difficult to <laughs> yeah dude, it's kind of white it's pretty white knuckle like hotels and stuff are like really expensive now yeah yeah it's like if you want to stay anywhere more than one night you're gonna be shelling out fucking yeah and i, I think the money. only reason we even were able to find something affordable is somebody canceled last minute they had to like cut the price or something. i don't know even leisure is expensive <laughs> yeah yeah so well wait you want to do some plugs yeah, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at explore underscore pod. Um, you could also follow, um, well, shoot, dang. I was going to suggest explore explore friends, but <laughs> the it's misspelled. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you, if, if you search under our followers, uh, yeah, you'll find explore friends. Yeah, that's a good account to follow. Yeah. yeah um it's it's like a light in a dark tunnel <laughs> <laughs> very much so uh we have a patreon um uh, patreon.com slash let's explore this if you feel like pitching in three bucks a month so i can blow it all in vegas one day i'd appreciate it yep um oh if you are a a patreon supporter um yeah please take those stickers um into the local bathroom stall and put them up um <laughs> so people can scan uh the QR code while they enjoy some leisure time. Yep. Um, um, that would really help spread the word. We, we just want people in on this, listening to the ramblings of 30 somethings. Yeah. So we want that. We want people to enjoy life. Yeah. And that's ultimately what we want. We want everyone yeah. to enjoy life instead of being like yeah. we are. Yeah. We want you to <laughs> be married, have family, have great friends and live a wonderful life as best you can. We want you all to have good, fulfilling lives. Yeah. And we love you. Yep. Goodbye. Bye.